0: Welcome to the Foose Sports Network podcast. I think we finally got it to work here. Um, I'm Ryan, and I believe I have Sam on the other side here. Sam, you there? I am. All right. Well, we're going to jump right to it. Um, We're going to get into our Cleveland Cavaliers preview for this season, and I have Sam here with me. He is more of my Cavs insider. I can't cover everything. I don't have enough time. Um, I am going to jump into one thing here real quick. I'm going to get Sam's thoughts on it. I don't know if he's heard because he was out hunting today. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers did sign Larry Nance Jr. to a four-year, $44 million extension as of today. So I myself love that signing. Um, I'll get Sam's take here on what he thinks. But I, I, when I saw that this afternoon, I was very, very happy.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely uh... – on board with that. Yeah, I didn't hear about that, but that's definitely good news to hear. Um, he's definitely going to be a key piece here moving forward for the future of the Cavs. A uh, lot of upside, a lot of athletic ability, young player. Um, there's, definitely, uh, there's definitely life after LeBron here. There's things to look forward to.
0: Absolutely, and it doesn't help that his dad was here. His dad was a great player here, so I think he's a player that genuinely wants to be in Cleveland and is genuinely happy. Um, to be in Cleveland, um, I'm going to jump right into the one question that we had on the post, and I'm going to have Sam answer this because he's been keeping up with it more than I have. Um, the question was what is what is our take on this whole Jimmy Butler debacle that's going on in Minnesota? Um, so if you want to take us a, a minute here, Sam, and really explain what's going on and what what you think you know is the end result to this because I I've seen it, but I haven't really read into it. So I'll let you take this part um, and kind of explain to everybody what the heck is going on in Minnesota.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I caught a few videos of it uh, on ESPN the other day. It was I thought it was very interesting. Uh, basically, what happened is Jimmy Butler, was, as you know, had a season-ending injury last year, or I think it was towards the end of the year. I can't remember now. But anyways, he uh, – just finally got back to full recovery and it was his first day back at practice and he I, he must have seen something he didn't like, or I'm not sure, maybe just ready to play. He decided he was going to take on everybody by just himself and basically all the uh, back end players of the roster, the third stringers and people that usually don't get any time in. And he kind of just kicked everyone's ass and shoved it in everyone's face and Including the other players the coaches and even the gm that has been notably trying to put him on the market saying you effing need me and uh i know yes i think it was rachel nichols i think she did a little interview with jimmy butler about it and he's just like look he's like i probably didn't go about it the right way he's like but i'm just a passionate player and i wanted to send a message and i feel like i did and he's like and if and she she's like well do you think there's any fixing this and he's like well if you want me to really be honest he's like i think it can be fixed but i don't think it will be and uh i like a i like a player like jimmy butler he doesn't he's he has talent he's not the most talented player in the nba but he works hard and there's that saying hard work beats talent and he's definitely a staple to that um i think the end result of this is just because of social media and the way ESPN blows everything out of proportion, especially with interviews and stuff like that. I don't know that there's any coming back from this. I, think, I don't think he'll get dealt right away. I think it's going to take some time because Minnesota is going to want to get the best value they can out of him. So they're probably going to still start the season with him, if I had, to, if a, if it were my guess. I think he was hoping he would galvanize his teammates to, to play better, but uh, I'm not sure that that will happen. So I guess we'll see.
0: Absolutely, and I I did catch a little bit of that. Um, I think it was yesterday where they kind of discussed some of the teams that he has potentially, you know, of course, where he wants to go and where Minnesota decides to send him are two different things. But I know he said the Nets – I there was a, there was two or three other teams that he had put on a list. I I can't remember them off the top of my head, but
1: after pretty hard. But they haven't had anything that's had any water to it yet. So
0: I and that's know. yeah, that's what I think a lot of it's been is, is it's kind of like the Kawhi Leonard last year where they said people wanted them, but you know, as we kind of saw as the year went, nobody you know it, it just never materialized. So. Um, well, that's great. Thanks. Uh, that answers that question. And like I said, it kind of informs me a little bit because I I know you had sent me that the other day and I, I heard about the practice, but I wasn't really sh- sure what, you know, was actually going on. Um, so that that was perfect there. Um, so now we're going to get into the calves here. And obviously, unless you've lived under a rock, people, um, LeBron is gone. This is, you know, we're back in the post LeBron era like we were five years ago and I don't think it's going to be as bad this time I'm I'm cautiously optimistic the first time he left and I won't get too far into this because I talked about this already in my first podcast but the first time he left we had nobody on this team we had no draft picks for the next oh god three years because we traded them all away and the only good player and I say good with an asterisk next to it, was Antoine Jameson, and he was past his prime at that point. So we had nothing. Um, This team is not like that. Um, They still have a good mix of some veteran talent, and I think maybe some guys that could be recharged now not having to play with LeBron James every night, Um, and they picked up some good young talent. And I don't think that this cupboard is as bare as it was you know, the first time that LeBron left um, and I'll get Sam's thoughts on this here real quick as, as far as what you think, you know, is that kind of, you know, the same way you feel about it or, you know, are we just screwed because LeBron left?
1: No, I agree with that for sure. Um, you know, in the the first time he left in the Miami years, and like you said, we had nobody. I mean, Antoine Jameson was as good as it got. And he was like, you said, past his prime, you know, now we we still have a legitimate all star in Kevin Love. Um, there's you know he's he's the face of the franchise now, and you know we can build around him. And I think all of our hopes is that maybe he would come back into the the Timberwolves Kevin Love of years ago. Uh, that will remain to be seen, obviously, but I definitely think his numbers are going to go up just by you know process of elimination and the fact that LeBron's not there. And we have a lot of young talent, you know, back then in the Miami years, we had a lot of older veteran guys that just, you know, they couldn't last. They weren't doing much. You know, Baron Davis was exciting, but he's he's not going to give you, you know, 82 games of consistent play, you know, things like that. You know, you got, you know, we just signed Larry Nance Jr. We're real interested to see how Rodney Hood's going to come to the fold. You got Jordan Clarkson, this Colin Sexton. I like his attitude. There's a lot to look forward to. I mean, there's – I think it's going to be – might be a little bit of a rough start because there is so many young players. And I was just kind of reading briefly online, um, the Cavs.com, before I came in uh, tonight. Um, We really don't even know what our starting lineup is going to be. The only person that we know for sure is going to be a starter is Kevin Love. And, you know – after that you could have a mix of 10 different guys. I mean, who knows it's going to be, it's going to depend on who wants it the most and who steps up. And, you know, I think that's a good thing because now you got guys competing for a spot and to make their name known, you know, before with LeBron, you know, especially because of the influence he had, it was like the same starting five, you know, all the time. And he never wanted to change it. And, uh, So now it's up for grabs. So, you know, competition amongst the team. Hopefully will bring out the best in uh, the whole roster. And uh, I guess we'll see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I like, uh, I'm going to hit on this one more time here real quick and then we're going to move on. But like you just said, with the depth, I mean, this is the Cavs team. They're two, three deep at almost every spot at point guard. um, George Hill is back. And I guess from what I've heard, they're, they're planning on actually starting George Hill. Now, they don't know how many minutes yeah, he's going to play as far as, you know, he they don't think he's necessarily going to split minutes with Sexton. But I, Ty Lue said for now he wants to bring Sexton off the bench until he kind of adapts to, you know, the NBA style of play. But nonetheless, you have George Hill and Colin Sexton there at point guard. And, I mean, we got George Hill last year. He kind of was a disappointment. But, again, that's with LeBron, so. He may be a guy that couldn't handle the pressure of playing with LeBron James. Um, then you go to the two guard, and we're, we're just loaded. At, you got Jr. who I do think, as much as he upset me last year, I do think we're going to see a different Jr. I think he's going to be that fiery veteran presence that will be very good on this team. He'll bring some attitude. Um, then you got Rodney Hood, who can probably – he will play the two and the three. Um, Kyle Korver, of course, is still around. And then we have David Nwaba. And I had talked to you, Sam, a little bit about this guy. I think last week. And this is a uh, guard they got from the Chicago Bulls. He's six four, but he has a seven foot wingspan. Um, had he only? I think he averaged seven and a half points per game last year for the Bulls. But he is a great, great defender, and he's a three and D guy. So can shoot the three ball about thirty five percent, and he's a great defender, great attitude guy. I think he'll fit very well with the way Sexton's going to play. Um, then we go to the, you know, the three, we got Chetty Osman. He's back another high energy guy, Sam Decker. We bring in another high energy guy. And then again, Rodney hood is probably going to play a little bit there. So, and I mean, we noticed the theme with this roster, it's high energy guys. And you know, you get, you bring in Nance and Thompson, when he's at his best, he's a high energy player. And then Ante Zizic is another high energy. So I, I like the way that this team's trending as far as, you know they may not have the best roster, but they should play hard every night, and that you know, that itself is going to make them fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I think the way the East, like we like we talked again last week, the East really, uh, other than the top like four or five teams, it's it's a toss up for those last three or four spots. So um, mm. that's that's what I'm going to get into next. I'm going to get your thoughts on what what do you feel. You know, elaborate out there for everyone what you feel the realistic expectations, you know, for this team are. Are you thinking, uh, let's hope they win 30, let's hope they win 40, or hey, let's, you know, let, there's no no excuse to not be a playoff team this year, even without LeBron.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think for more, maybe more of your diehard Cavs fans, I mean, I've been a Cavs fan even before LeBron was – here and after he left and you know I've always been a Cavs fan through and through I think it's an exciting year for the diehard Cavs fan because now you know LeBron LeBron show taught finally taught the franchise he made good on his promise you know we'll give him that he taught the franchise how to win we won a championship and now let's see what Cleveland let's see what Cleveland can do not what LeBron can do let's see what Cleveland can do and uh, there's a lot of young talent you got Kevin Love you know it's definitely a deep roster, not a, not an extremely experienced roster, but a deep roster. And uh, to me, the expectation is is definitely an eighth seed. That's that's where I'm going to stick with. Um, they just depending on how the end of the year shakes out, they could stretch up as high as a six or seven. But I'd be surprised. I think they'll be scratching and clawing for that eighth seed. Is what I think is probably going to happen. So I'm expecting. I don't know, 38 and 44 or. You know, 40 and 42 would be would be nice to see. I uh, definitely would be satisfied with that. You know, if they got a record like that and just barely missed the eighth seed, I wouldn't be upset. I would consider the season a success still. But it's definitely a toss-up, like you said. You know, one through four, you got Philly, Boston, Toronto, and uh, I think Indiana is probably going to be at that four. And then the five and six is probably going to be Miami or Milwaukee. And after that, it's between us. Washington, Orlando, New York, the Nets, Atlanta, Um, Magic, I think. I don't know if I said them or not. Um, I don't really expect Atlanta or Brooklyn to really do anything this year. I think they're both going to tank. And I think you're going to get some of your talking heads saying that the Cavs need to tank just because LeBron's gone, and I think that's preposterous. There's no need for that. In fact, I think, if anything, the best thing they could do is prove that they could make it to the playoffs without LeBron this year and I think that would really galvanize the franchise moving forward I think the worst thing they could do this year is saying well LeBron's gone so let's just tank and get a lottery pick no I mean I know that they say that the eighth seed is like that purgatory you know you you need to be better to contend but if you're in the middle of the pack you can't really get a high draft pick but we have a lot of young guys that we can develop right now. And if we can get these young guys to believe in the system and make the playoffs or come close to it, compete for a playoff spot, I think it can make leaps and bounds moving forward.
0: Absolutely. And let's not forget now, you know, this is not the Eastern conference it's been. Remember the first time LeBron left, he stayed in the East. So, we, you know, you basically knew even if the Cavs were going to be good in a few years, like let's say after the first couple of years we had Kyrie and we had finally started that last year to, you know, almost be a playoff team, everybody knew, okay, the East still goes through LeBron. Well, now LeBron's not in the East. So to anyone that says there's one clear-cut team that's favored, you know, more than the other, I don't know if we can go that far. I mean, like you said, obviously Boston, you know, and Philly would have to be then you know up there at the top toronto as well but none of these teams have been able to get there and granted lebron was the reason why but now that lebron's not here for the first time in how many years has he played 13 14 however many years lebron's played
1: yeah, at least 15 i think yeah for
0: the for the first time in let's say 15 years just for argument's sake lebron james is not in the Eastern Conference. So. It's, it's going to change, you know, really everything around in the East. And I'm with you. If they can just compete, if I see a team that comes out every night and plays, you know, 48 minutes of hard basketball and they can find a way to win more than they lose, this year I'm happy. Then the following year, then we worry about it from there. but And you never know because let's say they do that this year and then, you know, your JRs, Corvers, Hill, you know, you lose some of these big contracts you have. Who's to say they can't go out and get a – they're not going to get a superstar, but who's to say they can't go out and get another all-star? Like let's say a DeMar DeRozan type player, a guy that can come in and make you a, you know, 50-plus win basketball team. So I I would agree with Sam there um, that I I fully expect this team, if not to be in the playoffs, to at least be, you know, in the hunt the stretch of the season and then we're going to wrap, we'll wrap this up here, but I'm going to put, I'm going to put Sam on the spot first, and then I'm going to put myself (laughs) on the spot afterwards. Uh, So the the regular season starts, I think tonight or tomorrow, nonetheless, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. I want your top four teams in the West that you think the top four teams in the East and I want to te- I want you to tell me who you think will play in the NBA Finals this year. And I, granted, I know this is early, so we can revisit this, you know, later. But I'm going to put you on the spot right now. So top four in the West, top four in the East, and who you think will play in the NBA Finals.
1: Um, top four in the West. I mean, obviously, you got Golden State and then Houston. And uh, I think the other two teams after that, could get interesting because, uh, you know, San Antonio. I don't even. They may. They may not even make the playoffs this year. I'm not sure what they'll do. Um, I think the Jazz will be in there. The Jazz are are making leaps and bounds. Um, yeah, you'll probably have Gold State, Houston, Utah, and um, probably OKC. I don't. I don't see anybody else past that. I don't see Portland breaking the top four. I don't see the Lakers breaking the top four. You know, as much as ESPN might hate to hear me say that, <laughs> yeah, they'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, well, you know, a lot of it will t- depend on injuries and stuff like that. And of course, Golden State never gets any injuries, so I don't think we'll have to. They'll have to worry. Um, So, you know, (laughs) Golden State, Houston, Utah, and what did I say? OKC. That's what I'll say. In the West. Um, And Golden State's coming out of the West. Uh, I'm sorry. I still don't see – as much as I would have liked to have seen Houston do it last year, I think the roster got worse. Um, They may have added a little bit more firepower in Melo, but Melo has yet to prove me wrong. He doesn't actually make a team worse. And aside from that fact, they lost a very defensive aspect. Um, Absolutely. They had to get rid of uh, P.J. Tucker and Trevor Ariza. Absolutely. And if you're going to try and beat Gold State in a seven-game series, you're not going to outscore them in a seven-game series. They might do it once or twice, but they're not going to outscore <laughs> Golden State in a seven-game series. And now that they don't have that defensive edge, they can't rely on that either. So I just don't see it happening. As much as I hate to say it, it looks like Golden State's probably coming out of the West again. Um, the East, like you said, like we said earlier, is definitely a little bit more of a toss up. Um, Boston and Philly, definitely those top two spots. Um, Toronto, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Toronto there. Kawhi didn't see him on board with Toronto at first, but it seems like he's kind of coming around. So I'll say Boston, Philly, Toronto, and Indiana in the east. And um, it could be – it could get interesting. It depends on – again, it's going to depend on injuries. Um, What's Gordon Hayward going to be like coming off of missing an entire season like that, you know? Remember back kind of when the similar thing happened to Paul George – You know, it took him a while to bounce back the next season after that. And I still don't think Paul George is the same player that he once was in Indiana after that injury. And, you know, we had Kyrie Irving for how many years, you know, he can be very uh, um, wishy-washy as far as injuries go, you know, he can be fragile sometimes. So, you know, but they, they proved a lot last year going as far as they did without both of those players, and taking us to seven games, you know, with LeBron on on the Cavs roster, obviously. Um, Toronto will be better, I think, with Kawhi, but I still don't think they're going to be enough to beat Boston. It's probably going to be between Boston and Philly, and if the injuries are a little bit more against Boston, maybe Philly will squeak in there, but I'm still going to go with Boston. Unfortunately, kind of a boring pick, just Golden State and Boston, but it's probably what... It's going to be, at least for now, until the season progresses, see how things work out.
0: Absolutely. And like you said, with injuries, you have a lot of these top teams in the East. And, again, that's kind of what makes the East wide open because you have, you know, Kawhi didn't play all last year, um, Kyrie, Hayward, you know, that – and and even some other guys on Boston that you really never know. Jalen Brown's had some issues with, you know, health. Um, so they, that's a team there and Philadelphia, same way. Ben Simmons missed the whole year. Markel Fultz, um, didn't play last year really that much. And Bede, you know, he's one, one whoopsie jump away from tearing his knee and being out. for So the East, if you really, I guess if we're going to look at the most durable team, it's the Pacers. If if you look at back at how they've been, the Pacers have been one of the more durable teams, but, um, I will start with the West then myself. I will go the top four. And I will actually put the loss – I'll go top five because I'll put the Lakers at five. I do think they'll end up being in the top five or six simply because the NBA will make them. The The officiating, if need be, will let the Lakers win some games that people wouldn't think they'd win just to get them up there. Um, I will say at four, I'm going to go with a – probably not a shocker, but I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets – get into the top, get into the top four this year and get a home series. Um, another, you know, very similar to the calves in the sense that they're very young. Um, but they, they, you know, this is their third year together as a team. And they, they have some good young players. They're not, nobody sees them a lot because they're out West. So they're not on TV, but very good basketball team. Um, Third, I am going to go with a little bit of a surprise. I am going to put the Houston Rockets third. And, again, I'm going to go with what Sam said. I think it's subtraction getting mellow. I don't think this team will be as physical. I don't think that they're going to defend as well because, like Sam said, P.J. Tucker, is he's a, I mean, to put it frankly, he's a son of a bitch. He's just a guy that goes out and he is in your face. For the whole 25 minutes, he's on the floor. Trevor Ariza, another one, long guy, can defend, shoot the three. I think they're worse with Melo. I agree with Sam on that. I'm going to put them at three. Um, my number two team will be the shocker of the year. I'm going to put the San Antonio Spurs number two. And my reason for this, this is a Spurs team that made it to the playoffs last year without Kawhi Leonard the entire season. So now you're going to bring in a guy like DeMar DeRozan that, will prop, that should fit in, should, fit in with popovich very well he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because toronto got rid of him and the rest of the team itself should still be solid you have aldridge um they don't i mean the good thing that they've done a lot of their spurs guys that they've had forever parker ginobili they're gone and you know i know popovich loved them because they were great players when they were in their prime but these are guys that were 40 years old they were not they were not able to compete with golden state with with the old with all the old guys they have so now those guys are all gone they've got a youth movement and I'm I am i i am expecting them to be the shocker in the western Conference but we'll see I've been wrong before obviously number one golden State um, I do think when cousins comes back it will hurt them a little bit because he will affect their ball movement but still just two, when you got five all-stars good luck um, and I will also still take golden State out of the west I know that's a boring pick just like Sam said, but until somebody – kind of like the LeBron effect in the East, until somebody stepped up and proved they could beat them, you know, they're the team to pick. Um, In the East, I'm actually going to take the same four teams as Sam. I'm going to take Indiana. Who would you have? You had – I
1: had Philly, Philly, Boston, uh, Toronto, and Indiana.
0: Toronto. That was the other one. I think Toronto – Toronto might actually be better. Than with DeRozan, it may work out for both teams because they got Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green in that deal. So those are going to be two guys that come out and they're going to defend. And that's what's always gotten Toronto in trouble, especially against LeBron when he was in Cleveland. Toronto to have a great regular season and then they couldn't defend anybody in the playoffs. So that could really help Toronto. But again, I'm going vanilla in the east as well. I'm going to take Boston, at least at this time. Because just simply, on paper, too much too much firepower, you're going to have Tatum coming off the bench, with or Hayward coming off the bench, however they want to do it. So just too much firepower if they're healthy. But put an asterisk next to Boston, because like Sam said, they're a couple of injuries away from potentially going from the one seed to maybe getting eliminated in the first round. So we'll keep an eye on that, um, and we'll see where that goes. But um, thanks everybody for, you know, listening here when we post this, um, thanks to Sam for taking, you know, about half hour out of his night to get on here and chat with us a little bit about, you know, the Cavs and the NBA and, uh, the Cavs open up Wednesday night. They're at Toronto. So they actually get a pretty good start. They play Toronto. And then I think they play. I don't remember who their second, they play two good teams.
1: Just looking at it, Minnesota, Minnesota.
0: That's I was gonna say they play Toronto and Minnesota right out of the gates, so they're gonna play what should be two really good defensive teams right out of the gates. So we should get a good look, you know, what the what the Cavs are gonna bring, what Ty Lue's gonna bring, and uh, we will hopefully know a little bit here in a couple weeks what kind of basketball team they're gonna have. But um, again, like I said, thanks all for listening, and again, thank thank you, Sam, for taking some time out of your night to jump on here and give us some insight.
1: No problem. Thank you for inviting me. Not
0: a problem, man. Um, I look forward. We'll jump. We'll, 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 we'll uh, talk again here. It's been a couple of weeks. We'll see how the calves are looking. We'll jump back on here and do another another quick one here real quick and kind of discuss how they look. Yeah.
1: I'll try to stay on top of them. I apologize if I'm a, a little bit behind uh, with hunting season in full swing. Now I don't usually dive head on into it until uh, you know, until the cold of the winter when there's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no problem. Like I said, I, I appreciate you hopping on because I've, I've been so busy with all the stuff we've got going on with football and whatnot that I haven't, I've been I've been keeping tabs on them, but not as much as I, I normally do. So again, thanks. And uh, everyone, I hope you all have a great rest of your Monday evening. And I don't know if I'm going to do another podcast before our Friday football preview that Tom and I will do again Friday. Um, so if I don't, I will talk to all of you Friday evening with the one and only Tom that will be to my left in the car, and we look forward to tuning, in, having everybody tune in again to get our high school football picks, college picks, you know, really whatever, whatever else you guys want us to talk about, feel free to post it on there, and we will. Any of you that know Tom, he is not afraid to talk about anything, so... <laughs> <laughs> Until then, until then, everybody, again, have a good night, and we shall talk to you all here soon. Thanks. This is the okay. goose Sports Network podcast. We are signing off.